I'm just a sassy woman. That's how I am. Um, but the reality of it is, is when your ripple effects are causing damage to other people, you need to be held accountable. You need to be shown what your actions are causing. I think that accountability knows no dark corners anymore. And I think that we are consciously elevating so quickly that these areas are just being exposed left and right and all you can do is remain centered with yourself that's how you're gonna allow yourself to get through this because it's fucking hard times right now you guys like it's lonely it's scary car sex is my fucking favorite so get ready for all these fun stories just press foreplay Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Just Press Foreplay, and I am your host, Susie. Holy fuck, it has been a minute. The last episode that we recorded together, we were with James, the English gentleman. Um, That was like way on May 15th when we recorded that. So it's been like two weeks since I've recorded anything. So where have we been? What have we been doing? Oh my gosh, so much to tell you. Okay, so first I want to take it back to two weeks ago because it was not good. Life, as all of you may know, still feels in a lot of ways like we are still in 2020. We live in Washington. Pat and I have told you guys this. Mask orders. Everyone's still wearing their masks in their car, outside, in the grocery store, everywhere. Everyone is wearing them everywhere, even by themselves in the car. Like It drives me insane. This area is to say the least, feeling like we are in the middle of a zombie zone. That's literally the only way I know how to describe it. <laughs> so, two weeks ago, let's see. I don't know if I've openly said this before, but Patrick definitely struggled with some little fits of depression that happened. Um, we've been working the last year really trying to understand it. We've been dating for a long time, but sometimes depression shows up in different ways and it's different for different people. So for me, when I go through depressive bits, I end up working more because I'm like, okay, if I just distract myself, then it keeps me out of getting into a funk. Patrick operates differently. And so um, there's adjustments that needs to be made, you know? So I messaged his mom and I was like, hey, you know, we need to get out of the city. We need to get the fuck out of the city. Like literally feels like zombies are everywhere around us. You can't even go to the grocery store or anything. No one smiles. No one talks. It's so sad. So message her and we go to this beautiful island that they live on. Her husband is so smart because he bought raw land years and years ago for like $15,000 and has just held on to it. And over the time has made small changes. It started as a camping spot for them. And just as he's grown his business and as he's grown his life, he's slowly been able to build his home there and all of this stuff. So it's like, I wish I knew young the importance of investing in land. Even if you're not going to use it, you can always sell it. The value goes up. There's so many things we weren't really taught that help you actually elevate yourself in life um, that you just don't always think about, you know? So I was fascinated by this. Their property is beautiful. So we spent the weekend out there, um, which is awesome because you can like build a fire. It's basically like camping. Um, We were just camping on their property and then their house is up the hill. Um, Nice little reset. We definitely needed it. And then came back and it's kind of just hard when you go spend time in nature and you realize what life is really about 
And then you come back to the city and you can just feel the heavy vibrations weighing down on you, trying to keep you low. And you can see it in people's faces. You breathe it in the air around you. Like everything just feels off. And then you go up to places that have fresh air and it's a mountain town and it's community and it's absolutely amazing. We were so, so blessed because when we went up there, we went to the top of the island because there's this historical like looking tower that you can go to. So we went to just go look at it. Gorgeous views. But the synchronicities of life are fucking beautiful because while we were there, there's a local tribe from a few islands north that had decided to create a sacred totem. And in the sacred totem, they wanted to put together pieces of unity, pieces of exposing truth, um, pieces of honoring our mother earth, and just all things that are sacred to what it means to be human and what it means to be in community and what it means to have knowledge passed down from you that is ancient wisdom that belongs to all of us, but not everyone is taught it anymore. So anyway, we were so blessed to be able to not only see this totem before they were able, so they're what, I'll backtrack a little bit. What they're doing is they created this totem and they are going to drive it across the country, go to different tribes, go to different areas of sacred land, and it's their way of offering to Mother Earth awareness and to bring community around all of this sacred knowledge that belongs to us. I talk about it all the time. It's our responsibility if we don't have grandparents who pass down that information to us. It's our responsibility to find that information because it belongs to all of us at the roots. We are not a corporate world. We are a world of humans, cohesive with nature, and we've come so far, far away from that. So that's what they were going around spreading information on. Um, I don't know if a lot of people are, are aware of this or not. I'm very aware because when we were younger, we lived next to the red clay area somewhere in California. I don't know exactly what it's called, but we would go to the Native American festival every year and just sit in the teepees and watch the sacred dances and just be a part of the knowledge and the wisdom that they share. It's very, very, um, vibrant energy. It's such a beautiful experience. But the Native American tribes, there's so much that this country in the way that it operates now has taken from them in means of the way that they're allowed to operate in how they know to be cohesive with earth. Um, I watched this amazing documentary. I don't know the name of it, but they were talking about how their land They've never had scarcity of food until settlers came in and told them, no, we have a better way of living. And it's like these better ways of living come at a cost. It's not a better way of living if you are depending on someone to create that better way of living for you. It's a better way of living when a community of people work together and it's like a well-oiled machine of people picking up where other people's weaknesses are embracing and amplifying their strengths like that's how we become bigger and better as humanity so we watched or i'm getting i'm I'm all over the place i'm all over the place you guys this topic is very passionate to me so genocide has occurred obviously with native americans 
um, in different ways of medical care in which they didn't need. They know plant medicine. They know shamanic healing. They know energy healing. They know awareness. And it's almost like all of these religion type cultures want to, again, pull away from that and pull away from what we know to be true. So they were also bringing awareness to the women that are being kidnapped. And that is also a form of genocide. You know, it's really scary. The people who are in power, the images they're able to create and the facades they're able to create around stories. So that way our understanding of what's really happening is being super distorted. And it's our responsibility to sift through the murk, find what resonates with us, find what seems to be accurate, look for the patterns, you know? Um, And that's how we're going to live a transparent and accountable life, looking for patterns, holding people accountable and leading with love. So we're really blessed to go there for that. It was like a two hour ceremony that we got to watch and they just spoke on so many important topics. And, um, you know, it's not just one culture that's experiencing genocide and kidnapping of, of women. It's now become something that is collective on you know, almost all fronts. Um, it's it's rich versus poor. Um, Dom K said it in a few episodes ago. She said resource poor. And I love that because it, it really puts it back to, it's not about race, but it's more about the money and the money funding these illusions. Um, so yeah, Native American culture has really, I feel like they've experienced things to a magnitude that's been going on outside of the spotlight, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, So I was really honored to be able to be there for that and just for the synchronicities of life to allow us to be there for that because it was just that weekend that they're going to be there and they're going to drive the totem um, down the coast to California and then they're going to drive over to uh, Washington, D.C. and present it at the White House. So definitely a beautiful, beautiful experience to be a part of and bring awareness to. So when we got back from that, weight of the world hit in again, our life's in limbo. Like remember in March, we were going to move and then everything kind of wasn't able to go through. Now we're watching my sister's cat. And so that also puts us in a little bit of a spot where like, okay, we're stuck here for a little bit. Um, So life has just been in extreme limbo, which I'm sure all of you have felt since probably this time last year, which is insane to say, but so true. So when we got back, everything was good. But then, you know, episodes hit again because here we are back in the middle of all of this heavy energy. So I just needed to disassociate. So when I say that I put headphones in and I stared at a fucking wall and just zoned out for a day and a half, maybe two days, I'm not kidding. I literally laid on the floor and put my favorite music on and just like got up to pee and drink coffee. And I was headphones for at least a solid 16 hours. The next day, Patrick hops on um, Craigslist because we've been trying to manifest a schooly life, right? But it's also kind of seemed extremely impossible because you kind of have to, for one, they're kind of expensive if you're going to buy them fully done up. For two, it's more fun to create your school yourself so you can fully customize it how you want. Um, But for three, a big schoolie was going to be too big. So the property we were going to go to, it'd be hard to drive it there. A small schoolie is going to be so much more expensive because the engine and all this other crazy shit. And so everything was just not lining up 
which was creating more frustration. But anyway, Pat had the idea to hop on Craigslist and he found the fucking perfect schoolie. I'm not kidding you. This thing is a short bus, which was perfect because then we can drive it easier. It is um, run by propane. So fuck these gas prices. We will be good for the summer, which is fucking amazing. It looks like a fucking church school bus, which is the coolest fucking thing ever. And I don't know if you guys remember um, our episode kink with me. I was like, I kind of do have a little bit of a fetish for things that are sinfully religious. <laughs> so I'm half tempted to write, take me to church on the back of this bus because it's all white and it, it looks like that's what it needs to say on the back. Also, it's going to be our festival bus. So we'll have candy jars. So take me to church on the back would be even funnier for that. Anyway, this bus is fucking perfect and it's mostly customized so it's already got the bed it's already got a fridge it's already got all of the things you need for it to be like a standard mobile home so technically we could fucking pack our shit get in the bus and go now wherever we want the other amazing thing is that it um for one didn't cost us that much the guy who sold it to us said that no one was paying over this price that he wanted for it we actually thought that he was asking 2000 over that price. What had happened is the listing we saw was not the updated listing. So he updated it at 2000 lower. So we were going in expecting like, okay, maybe we can get 1500 off. And he was like, I can't go any lower than that. That's my lowest bid, which was way lower than we thought he was asking. So we threw him a little bit of cash on the side because we're in the service industry and that's what we do. That's how you show your appreciation. But this this bus is perfect. Like the electrical system is set up to where you have power in the back, you have power everywhere, and you also have um, your separate housing units. So that way those are recharging while your bus is going. I'm fucking amazed. I'm so amazed that we manifested this. Um, I'm amazed that we manifested it in a way that we were able to actually afford. Because I'm telling you, there's some buses that are like, I want that so badly, I could never afford it. The dogs love it. As soon as Sky got on the bus, he was just all smiles, claimed his spot. Odie's a little unsure because he likes to bark at everything. So he's like super protective. So he's like running around the bus, checking every window, like squirrel, there's another squirrel, you guys. There's another one. So it'll be really interesting training him to be okay with bus life. but. We're going to fucking start bus life. We are joining the schoolie community. <laughs> so what does that mean for this podcast? That means that, in my opinion, the adventures that you guys are going to hear are going to be a lot more fun because we are so active. Like when there's nothing to do, Pat and I were over at the stream like with a shovel reconstructing how the rocks are in the riverbed to make pools of water and like walls to redirect water like we're children that's what boredom does to us so schooly life is so perfect for what we do and patrick's photography is going to be up i know i told you that his photography name was natural non-cut we decided to go a different route and the reason being is because now we have the bus uh, we have the podcast branding. We have so many things under this umbrella that we wanted to brand ourselves with anyway. Um, so it's just been kind of interesting seeing it all come together because six years ago when we met, we've had these plans of, okay, we're going to have blah, blah, blah media. And these are the outlets that we're going to create things on and all of this stuff. And you don't really ever get to decide when things come together for you. But it's pretty amazing watching them unfold in the timing that is right for you. 
whether you know it's right or not, the universe obviously does. And that's when it comes together. So I don't think you guys are ready for all the adventures that are going to come out of this bus. I don't think I'm ready for all the adventures that are coming out of this bus. I'm just kidding. I'm beyond ready. I packed up all my clothes and I'm highly impressed with the amount of things I was able to fit into a small space. I'm so ready. A lot of girls, like, I don't think nature's their thing but I was raised different like we had a sinkhole in our front yard that we would flood with water and it, if you sat in it and it got soggy enough it would start to pull you into the ground like this is the kind of stuff me and my sister grew up doing so this is life for us I hate apartment life I hate city life I am so ready to get out and about in the world I don't think that it'll affect the podcasting at all I think that our episodes will be better we're gonna have more time to be doing research and we're also gonna be having more time actually being out communicating with people which I really enjoy and not city people it's going to be people who are out camping people who enjoy being out themselves probably a lot of photographers and stuff as well I don't know how well it will work having guests on the show just because internet connection right now we're not 100% sure how it will be we're definitely gonna be using our hotspots so we'll be available and then we're also considering I know that T-Mobile runs this like mobile thing for like 50 bucks a month or some shit I'm not really sure but look into that because I don't want to stop doing the podcast um the main reason why I started the podcast was so that I could do artwork for merch hoodies things like that because I love to do graphic designs um so I want to keep it I want to keep doing it I think it'll be a lot more fun and yeah we haven't officially announced the name of our bus, but we did pick a name. And so I'm going to officially announce it here first. We decided to go with Omnibus. What the fuck does that mean? So Omni means that no one religion is truth, but there is truth within all. And so we wanted to pick this because it's all encompassing with universal love. And that's what we believe in. Always leading with love first. Um, not what everyone says always speaks true to you and that's okay. You can take what speaks to you and leave the rest. Um, life is a journey of discovering who you are and what you represent and what you bring and what you stand for. And a part of learning all of that is finding the areas that you don't stand for. So yeah, Omni is just kind of an all encompassing way for us to show our appreciation that we love humanity um and we love leading with love and so we want our bus to be a representation of fun and acceptance so we got the omnibus for adventures we got omnibear photography if you want to see all of the photos of schoolie life and how's it how it is going i'm honestly just still so fascinated that we manifested that because i remember being so upset because we were only going to be able to afford the longer buses and I knew it would be more difficult to drive. I knew it'd be more difficult to be able to actually park places. There's some places that actually won't even let you in just because it's a big school bus and some people will be like, it's an eyesore. So the smaller bus I just knew was going to be better for us and I'm amazed. I'm so amazed. I hope that you guys are practicing your manifesting and practicing your gratitude and um, practicing affirmations if you're not to a point where you feel like you deserve manifesting anything. And if you need help with it, please reach out to me. These topics are my favorite for a reason because I love helping people decipher and understand how to make it work for them. I'm not saying that the way I do it for me is going to work for you, but at least being exposed to the information and you wanting to pull to you what's meant for you um, kind of creates that language between you and the universe so that way synchronicities can happen so that way you can tune in and start 
getting on the same wavelength and same vibration of things that you need in your life, things that you want in your life, things that you want to feel come out of your life, you know? So as a part of of adjusting to bus life, I went through my books and kind of decided which ones I want to keep with me, which ones are going to be important for the road to learn. Um, And I decided that I want to learn a lot more about plant medicine. It's also something that's kind of been decided for me because my friend Becca got me a really awesome book on plant medicine. And then funny enough, Patrick got me a flashcard deck that is very similar. So now I have two components of learning plant medicine. Goes with ancient wisdom, which I would love to teach all of you guys. So as I learn, I will also be sharing that knowledge with you. So I'm thinking every week we will be presenting or a new herb or type of plant or something that can be found in nature and the benefits that it has for you. Because right now we are so detached from what earth gives to us to keep us healthy. So to do my part, I want to bring us back to it. Um, So I'll share that wisdom with you and we can learn together and it'll be exciting. I did make a little flower pot on the bus. So I got lavender, rosemary, orange mint, and regular mint. Um, I heard that lavender and rosemary are bug repellent. So I was hoping that that would work for it. And it actually did because the first day we didn't have any plants on the bus and there were little spider webs in the window. Every day we would go look in the morning, there would be like new little baby spider webs in the window. So we picked up the lavender and the rosemary. I found this really cute metal pot to put them in. We got some really uh, nutrient-rich soil, threw all that in there, and the next day all the webs were gone. So it really works, which is exciting. It's cool to see these little um, holistic tricks come together and actually work as bug repellents and things like that. I love it. Okay, we're going to take a little pause. I don't know if you can hear that or not, but that's Sawyer eating. He's seriously the sweetest little cat ever. I came in here and... um, He like was excited that I sat down to record and he runs over, crawls up on my shoulder and then like curls up by my head and then starts to like chew on my messy bun. (laughs) He's the sweetest little thing ever. Uh, If anyone is looking for a cat, could you please reach out to me? I've been watching my sister's cat for the last couple weeks. Um, He he was sick. I think he was only sick because he was staying at my mom's and my mom wasn't really cleaning his litter box. So I think he developed some sort of something from that because he was really sick for a while. He lost a lot of weight. My sister took him to the vet. $30,000 later, she finds out that he had um, like his intestines would get inflamed. And because of that, he couldn't keep food down. So he's been on these little steroids, which help his intestines not swell Every once in a while, I think they give him diabetes, but he's been living here for a couple weeks and I haven't seen anything like that. Um, I think he just got sick because his box wasn't being cleaned. Um, I think that if he has a home where his box is being cleaned all the time, he is a perfectly healthy little kitty. Uh, He's gaining weight again. He's so sweet. So if you guys know of anyone, we live in the Washington, we live in Washington State. Puget Northwest area. I would be so grateful if maybe there's like a vet or someone who is looking to take care of a cat. Um, But the reason why I say a vet is someone who like can financially take care of a cat just because his food is a little bit on the more expensive side. But he's such a sweet boy. He's so, so sweet. Eight years old, loves to snuggle. He doesn't have his front claws. Um, he was declawed before my sister got him and he has this really adorable underbite. So when you pet him, he gets little like 
slobbers on the corner of his mouth. It's not gross. It's really adorable. I get grossed out by cats very easily. He's not gross. He's so sweet. But anyway, if you all know of anyone, please reach out to me. Or if um, anyone wants to donate to my sister trying to pay down that $30,000, please let me know because she could definitely use the help. I don't ask you guys to join Patreon or I don't ask for donations or anything like that. Um, the ways that we ask for you guys to support the show is just through buying merch, representing the brand, and then we also have the affiliate store for vitamins, for skincare, for all of those things, just for a healthier lifestyle. So those are the two ways to support the show. But I am asking if you guys are able to, please help my sister because she fucking gives the world for this cat and the poor little thing is in so much debt because of it. Um, so yeah, we're looking for a good home for him. And then we'll be helping her pay all of that down. Um, but he's a happy boy now. He doesn't seem like he's sick anymore. He does take his little steroid pill. But, you know, there's a home out there for him. And we're going to be looking for that. And then we will be hopping on our school day life. Um, as far as merch goes, I have a new collection set up for you guys. I wanted to have some pride items in there for the month of June. And so there is our Petal Dippin' logo in rainbow, and I also did the brand new Kinky Bunny logo in rainbow as well. So there's a few variants of that on the shop. Go check it out. Let me know what you think. Um, I made new towels. I made bathing suits. The bathing suits are really fucking cute because I wanted them to look like bunny suits. So the rose is the design on your butt where a tail would go. And then the front has different types of prints. Um, I made the back be solid colors just because I think it has a very sleek look when your bathing suit is all black on one side. And then you have your print on the front. It creates this really elegant figure to yourself that I just love. So that's what I designed for you all. Let me know what you think. Um, if you ever want to reach out, Reddit is going to be the best way to do it. We have the Kinky Bunny Lounge on there. If you want to participate in any of the um, conversations that go on, I cross post a lot of really good information on there. A lot of questions that women ask other women just about health, just about things we don't always get to talk about. Um situations in the bedroom, situation with your significant other, you know, all these things. The best way to decipher what's right for you is to read other people's comments, to see what other people are going through and to see what relates to you on it. So I post so many of those. That's going to be the Kinky Bunny Lounge on Reddit. We are now on Twitter, just press foreplay, J-U-S-T-P-R-E-S-S, -S, the number four P-L-A-Y. That's going to be for Twitter. Um, I also placed a new order for stickers, which are fucking gorgeous. Um, when you place an order through our merch store, I will then send you some free stickers. So that's just kind of my thank you for supporting the show. Other thing I wanted to touch on, I was so fortunate to be asked to be on From Her Point of View podcast. This is a podcast by Dr. Ashley and Sherry, two women who are absolutely amazing in the way they communicate, the way they bring up conversations, and the points that they bring up. They are very real, very down-to-earth, and uh, yeah, they bring up topics in relationships, which I appreciate because I am more a sex and uh, personal mental wellness podcast where they are a relationship podcast which I appreciate because 
I don't give the best advice on relationships. So from her point of view podcast, this is their third season. So season three for them is going to be all on sex. And we got to kick it off with some foreplay. Go give that a listen. It was such a great episode we had together. We talked about ancient wisdom. We talked about self-love being key for hot sex. It's not that you need to be loving in yourself and have sex with just yourself. It's that by you carrying this high vibration, you then bring to you what you want, you know? So it's all about recentering. Anyway, go listen to it. It was a really fun episode we did together. Also, I found it really funny because at the end of the episode, we talked just a little bit about toys in the bedroom. Um, And I, it's funny because Patrick is fully confident with toys in the bedroom like he actually enjoys having them in the bedroom because there's things toys can do that guys can't do and it's not that you're incapable it's just that that's something that a guy can't do um I do think it's important to not be dependent on toys I think it's important to have variety and have different types of play women have different types of orgasms so it's you know different toys give you different types of orgasms too I found it really funny because I'm confident with toys in the bedroom. Patrick's confident with toys in the bedroom. But we're packing up our house, okay? And there is this toy, the womanizer, that I've talked about before. And I've said that I've lost it and I can't find it. And I know it's here somewhere. That motherfucker hid it from me. (laughs) So there are times when men don't like the toys in the bedroom. There are times when you piss them off and they're going to hide your toy from you. I find it fucking comical. I've asked him so many times if he hid it and he's like, no, no, I haven't. I swear, I don't even know where it would be. And then at one point he was genuinely trying to find it because he was like, "Mm, maybe, maybe I did hide it. I don't totally know. Also, maybe forgot. (laughs) Totally forgot. So we're packing up our shit. He jumps up to make sure that the shelf is clear up top in the closet and lo and behold, it's there and with the charger. (laughs) My goodness. So yeah, sometimes the guys don't appreciate the toys in the bedroom, but to be honest, it's probably just a reflection on how they're feeling about themselves. And that's the conclusion that Patrick and I have come to when it comes to these things amongst our relationships. Um, It's so easy to take it on that the other person is like mad at you or something's off, you must be doing this, you must be doing that. When in reality, they might just be having things going on in their head that they need to sort through or communications off. Usually communication being off is the number one thing that is making everyone behave in a way that is just like, well, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Anyway, I got my toy back. I got all my toys back. Um, Now I get to decide which ones are going to be bus toys and which ones are going to be packed for when we have property. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, go listen to that episode. It's fucking great. Go subscribe to their podcast from her point of view. All of season three is going to be about sex. So it's going to be very exciting to see the guests that they're able to bring on and the different directions that the conversations go. So subscribe from her point of view podcast. After you do that, go subscribe to our podcast, justpressforeplay.com, J-U-S-T-P-R-E-S-S-F-O-R-E-P-L-A-Y.com. Calm. Okay, enough about me. I do want to bring up an important topic in this episode. Um, I know I did a lot of rambling about the bus and what things are changing for us, um, but I also didn't make an episode for like two weeks, so sorry if it's a long one. I have a lot to fill you in on. So what the fuck was happening with Chrissy Teigen and Candace Owen? Like what the fuck was happening? I saw so many interpretations, which is why I wanted to bring it up because... 
Chrissy Teigen has been someone who I have followed from a distance, not from admiration. Um, there's aspects about her that I like. I think she's funny. I think she brings a lot of energy when she's hosting on things. Um, but there's also a side of her that I don't appreciate. And it's the comments that she thinks are slid under the radar or not seen. And I say it all the time, we're in the age of accountability. You have a person like Candace Owen, who right now is very much in the spotlight for bringing up very important topics when it comes to how Hollywood is creating a narrative for our lives, which I appreciate because that's something that needs to be talked about. There is a huge narrative being pushed. And we talked about this when her comment came out about Harry Styles. And I had said that I don't think that the way she represented it will come off well only because, or it came off as she was degrading Harry Styles for dressing like a woman, but that's not what she was saying. And what I had explained was that she was saying that they are representing this image to create a narrative around what their agenda is that they're trying to push. So the situation with Chrissy Teigen fits in with that as well, because you have a woman who has millions and millions of followers, not necessarily by her own talents. Um, yes, now she's coming out with her cookbooks, but she didn't really need to make a name for herself. And when she did need to make a name for herself, the name was more of clapback queen kind of style. And I'm not going to go into details of all the things that Chrissy Teigen has said to people over the internet because you can research it and it's there and um, it's vulgar, it's gross. There's a lot of things that she says that it's like, oh, you can read it in one light, you can read it in another light. But to me, that's also very manipulating to word things in that way. Um, she does wish self-harm on a lot of people who are going through struggles and it's not that she's attacking them just randomly. She's attacking them when they're down. Um, the other thing that really bothers me about her is that she dressed as Jean Bonnet Ramsey for Halloween. Um, those of you who don't know, well, most of you I'm sure will know, but Jean Bonnet Ramsey, uh, she was a little girl who went missing. I was young when I would see all the like tabloids with her on it, and I didn't fully understand until I got older. Um, but if you do research on Jean Bonnet Ramsey, that poor little girl. The year that she went missing, saw her pediatrician 30 times before she went missing for yeast infections. And so to me, that says that there's something strange going on. There's abuse. There's manipulation. Um, and again, I'm not going to go into the whole story on that because you can do your own research on Jean Bonnet Ramsey, what happened to her. Um, you can do your own research on, you know, the fact, the open case about it, what's conspiracy, what's real. <laughs> what's conspiracy, what's real? It's a funny statement, isn't it? But yeah, I just think that someone who can openly dress up as a little girl who the story is not fully concluded and it's a tragic story. Um, it says a lot about your, not only your mental state, but the way you view how you're viewed. And so to me, Chrissy Teigen sees herself as someone who is invincible. She can say whatever she wants and brushes it off as like, I'm just a sassy woman. That's how I am. 
Um, but the reality of it is, is when your ripple effects are causing damage to other people, you need to be held accountable. You need to be shown what your actions are causing because there's a lot of young people out there right now who think it's okay to just be completely degrading and disrespectful and um, talk down to people. I actually know of someone who even, there was a girl who attempted to commit suicide and she's in the hospital and one of her friends, her friends tells her, I would have had the courage to do it correctly or something like that. And it's like, that comment coming out of a young person, someone who's under the age of 15, that's not that person speaking. That is a representation of what that child's input is. And right now, kids' input is their phones. Their input is other young kids. Their input is celebrities. Their input is people in the spotlight who are glorified for being degraded to other people. And so that's why Candace Owen came after her because you're attacking young women in a very fragile time. Um, And yes, it happened, that specific case happened over 11 years ago, but this is a continued behavior. And that's why Candace Owen went after her. So then when Chrissy Teigen was confronted about it, there was another woman who wanted to confront Candace Owen and have a debate about it because women empowerment. And that's what I want to talk about. Women empowerment... We should all stand up for each other, right? Situation happening with Amber Heard. We should all stand up for her, right? Like, don't shame the victim, right? But is she really the victim in this situation? Because we talked about that in our episode, Are You the Toxic One? And in my opinion, no, Amber Heard is not the victim in that situation. In that situation, Johnny Depp is very much the victim. And not only is he the victim of a woman who is manipulating him on a mass level, but he is also the victim of of this women empowerment movement that is created when we have these extreme mindsets around who's allowed to behave in what way and what behaviors are okay coming from who and when. Um, a lot of people who have a lot of money, like celebrities and you know people in, well, I mean, they might not have all the money now, who knows, but these people feel Im- invincible because they can hide what's really going on behind a story. And if you sell the story to the right person, then the narrative's created, then the vision is created, then the whole facade around what it is you want to be talked about, it's shown. Not the whole story, but the facade around it. So this woman, I forget her name, wanted to come on to Candace Owens' show and defend Christy Teigen in the name of women empowerment. But you can't defend a woman who is breaking down other women. And you can't say that you're for women empowerment if the empowerment is pulling from someone else. Empowerment doesn't mean that I'm taking power from you and bringing it in this direction. So the situation with Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, she's pulling power from Johnny Depp to push her narrative even further. It's obviously not working because even her sister went against her and she's paying who knows how much money to demonetize people on YouTube for talking about her. And all of that in itself should show you that if someone's paying this much money to have stories changed or altered, then that means that they're not being transparent. That means they're not being truthful. That means the whole agenda is not exposed. 
And Amber Heard is a huge face for women empowerment, for feminism, for all of these aspects. And so it's confusing to me because she doesn't represent that. Chrissy Teigen doesn't represent that. But anyway, through this, a hashtag was discovered. The hashtag called I hate women empowerment. And that led me down a rabbit hole. Well, actually, a friend pointed it out to me that the hashtag I hate women empowerment is actually a book. It's a book by Carabo Medea. So K-A-R-A-B-O-M-A-D-I-A. I haven't read it. I just listened to a podcast on it. But um, his point is, so he was raised by women. And his point is that it's almost like, so my interpretation of it, and please like go listen to it. Tell me your interpretation because I want to get to the bottom of what the agenda is here because there's the narrative being pushed of extreme feminists, hate men, men are being afraid to interact with women because they'll be in trouble. And so it's just created a huge mess that we've talked about many times on many episodes on here. But in this book, he says, I do not wish for women to have power over men, but to have power over themselves. And so what I took from that is almost like this women empowerment movement isn't about women empowerment. It's never been about women empowerment. There's so many aspects of it. There's good things because we're putting exposure, right? But there's so many aspects of it that are catering to the wrong type of empowerment. It's almost like giving you something to hide behind so that you don't need to represent yourself in the best light. I had a friend who was talking to me about how there's a woman at her work who doesn't make as much as the man does at her work. And this is common. Like, it's not a secret. Yes, it's very, very common. And so she was talking about how unfair it was. Yes, it's unfair. I agree with that. But if I were in that situation, knowing you're in a competitive environment, knowing that the cost of labor itself means that you will never be paid your full true value. And so that means that in order to remain an asset, it's important to match your actions to the work that you're doing But it's also important for you to speak up for yourself. Having that courage within yourself to be the bulldog for yourself, to not take shit. Because women don't take shit. And that's what his book is about. Women do not take bullshit. He's like, I was raised by strong women. We don't, they don't take bullshit. We don't take bullshit. We stand up, we fight for what we know is right through transparency, um, through accountability when we're not speaking true with that is when we are being over controlling or having high anxiety or have high depressions or things like that, you know, so it's about recentering yourself. But I told my friend, like, even though it's not fair, the only way we're ever going to change this narrative is to address it head on. If I was her and I was not being paid fairly, I would for one, make sure I'm doing the work to be paid fairly so that I can back up my words with proved action. And ask for the fucking raise. If you don't ask for it, it's out of sight, out of mind. People don't look at their their finances and say, oh, I have extra money. Where can I distribute this extra money to show appreciation to my employees? If you're not expressing that you deserve to be paid more for the work that you're doing, you're not going to get a raise. You need to ask for it. 
There's ways to ask for it that will get you fired, and there's ways to ask for it that will get you the raise. And like I said, if you back it with your action first before you even speak on anything, you're golden. If you go and ask for a raise, but you base it off of so-and-so makes this much, and I want to know why I don't make that, you're not going to get a raise. But if you center it around, I am an asset. These are the things that I bring to the table. This is what I've done for the company. This is why I know I deserve this. If you approach it from that sense and then you turn down because he's a sexist prick, then you can escalate it from there. But we can't sit in these situations and not speak up and expect change. We also can't fall behind, well, I'm just not that kind of person. I can't speak up. I'm an introvert. I would shake so badly ordering a movie ticket, having to make a phone call. My grandpa would tell me to read an article when I was like seven, eight, nine. He would tell me to read an article and tell him my opinion. And I would start crying because the thought of having to formulate an opinion and express the opinion and what if you tell me I'm wrong, like just brought immediate tears for whatever reason. So it's like, I understand what it means to not have the courage to speak up, but we are so past that. We need to speak up. That's the only way we're going to have change in our world. And that's kind of what this whole podcast that I create for you guys is about. It's about finding that courage within yourself to not only know your truth, but express your truth and admit your truth. And guess what? If you go ask for that promotion, you present it in a way that is not talking about other people, but is only talking about you, yourself, what you bring and why you're an asset. If you're still rejected, trust me when I say the universe has something way better coming for you. And that means that you need to look because nothing will change here. So don't stay in this job position when you know that they behave this way. You report it. You go work somewhere else. You create your own company. You grab life by the balls and you tell it what to do. That's what it means to be woman, and that's what it should mean in this movement of self-empowerment. We should be empowering women to speak up. We shouldn't be having women hiding behind these other women who are going to speak up for all of us. We need to find the voice within ourselves. Like That is divine feminine. That is owning your energy, finding it, refining it, and continuously refining it. Um, because by us representing our divine feminine, it doesn't allow for the divine masculine to operate in a low vibration. He can only show up with presence because we represent what is expected. And so by elevating ourselves, we are then elevating each other. So I wanted to bring that up because there are a lot of men who see this women empowerment movement as something that's like confusing and hits a lot of weird areas but it's our responsibility to refine it it's our responsibility to dictate what it means and how it's interpreted it makes me sad when i hear men just pulling away from connecting with women because it's this constant state of well, I'm going to be offensive in this way or this way or this way. Like no matter what I say, it's always going to come off as offensive. And that's when women need to ask themselves, are you being offended 
are or is what they're saying truly offensive? Um, and how can you react to it in a way that's not being reactionary, but is instead creating a space in which we can learn from each other? The divine masculine and the divine feminine, we need each other. This is how we cohesively learn to elevate. Um, but but by denying parts of it, and it doesn't mean man and woman, you know, there knows no gender, it's energy. I carry a lot of masculine energy. It fluctuates daily. There's moments where I'm very logical. There's moments where I'm very creative. So it's just a matter of understanding those powers within yourself, but truly letting yourself speak the language that needs to be spoken and not allowing someone speak it for you. Another quote that I wanted to bring up that Carabo said was, be great or keep complaining. No nonsense, no blame placing. And I think this is important because there are a lot of, of, of women who do want to manipulate how the empowerment movement is going. Um, and I don't think it's everyday women. I think it's women who are in power. It's women who want to create an agenda. It's women who, you know, it's the, the Hollywood and the media industry wanting to create this divide between men and women and how we communicate to each other. You're Mars. I'm Venus. We'll never understand. We're different species. No, that's not true. We are components of a whole collective. And until we accept and learn to lead with love with one another, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to grow. And we're going to continue to see this chaos around us. Unity only happens with communication and strong communication and trusting and learning yourself. Um, when we did our episode with Bobby Badoshka, she was talking about how she goes into a boardroom and she doesn't get the vibes of, of men looking down on her because when she walks into the boardroom with a meeting, she knows what she's representing. She knows what she's bringing. She holds that energy. She is the lioness in the boardroom. You know, it's not, she's not walking into the boardroom with the mindset of they're only looking at my tits. They're only looking at my ass. They're only sexualizing me. She's walking into the boardroom, changing that vibration. She's walking into the boardroom with the vibration of, I have information, you are going to listen. And as you listen, you will understand. And when you walk in with that air about you, the energy reacts to it. Um, I talked about this a little bit on the episode with From Her Viewpoint podcast, um, because vibrations are important. People read that subconscious energy, whether you know it or not, it's there and they see it, they feel it, and that's what they react to. So walk in, being a badass, hold your energy. If you have to hype yourself up before, then hype yourself up before. It's totally okay to have these little precautionary measures that help build you and amp you. But what's not okay is manipulating. What's not okay is bringing people down. What's not okay is using your power to um, hold a thumb over others. And that's a lot of what we're seeing in the celebrity world with these things that are going on. So I wanted to bring this topic up just so that way you guys could um, go look up that book. It's called I Hate Women Empowerment. It's by Carabo Medea. And it's not about hating the movement of women empowerment. That's not the point. It's about 
changing the narrative and the direction it's going because it does feel in sometimes that the the bulk of the feminist movement is to get people to hate men and men are feeling the hate and there's no unity in that there's no growth in that there's no perspective in that it's just bones against bones there's no meat at all um so I think it's an important topic. Let me know your thoughts though. I would love to hear more perspective on this topic for sure because it's something that you can't hit in just one episode. It's something that's ever-changing, ever-evolving in every incident we see on TV, in every relationship between celebrities that's exposed, in all of our own relationships, and in our work environments. So it's definitely something to be addressed. You know, another perfect example that I want to bring up is all the shit that happened with the Call Her Daddy podcast. That's a perfect example of women empowerment. You have someone like Sophia Franklin who, in my opinion, loved doing the podcast. She was all in it with Alex and Alex seemed to constantly want to find ways to boot her out. I've had friends who are like that. So I know what that feels like to have the friend who's undermined manipulating, but not telling you that you're being manipulated, but you feel it, but you have a deep friendship with them. So you don't totally know what's about to happen. Um, and in my opinion, opinion, that's what happened in that situation. The girls were getting paid a lot less than other people within Barstool. And because of that, Sophia spoke up and fucking good on her. I have so much respect for Sophia because that's hard to do. And especially in a sports environment like that, where you can be ganged up on by people who are just zombies to the company. Um, and that's exactly what happened to her. She got cyberbullied. Dave Portney, whatever his fucking name is, basically created a mob of people who were meme warriors against her to bring her down. Um, and I think it was so that way her story wouldn't come out because it would ruin Alex. Alex's intentions were poor in that situation. Her intents were to keep the call her daddy name, but keep it just for herself. She didn't want Sophia on the podcast anymore because she wanted to have it be her thing. I think that she felt too much that it was the two of them. The duo was call her daddy. And she wanted it to just be Alex was call her daddy. And you can't do that. Once you've created a name with someone and you are two components of that thing, you can't just decide you want to boot them out because now you're successful. In my opinion, that's why there's people who are like, well, who, who who feel compelled to write a book called I Hate Women Empowerment because things like this are what happen. Women empowerment didn't occur in that situation. Alex got exactly what she wanted. She wanted to keep her podcast name. Dave Portney was, was going to make a deal and keep both girls because he wanted to keep Sophia and Alex for the podcast, but Alex didn't want that. In my opinion, that's just a situation that goes to show you how easy it is for women to manipulate one another. So when you have this big encompassing women empowerment movement, but you have women who are using it against one another, I think that accountability knows no dark corners anymore. And I think that we are consciously elevating so quickly that these areas are just being exposed left and right. And all you can do is remain centered with yourself. That's how you're going to allow yourself to get through this because it's fucking hard times right now, you guys. Like it's lonely. It's scary. 
misinformation flying at us from every angle. But at the end of the day, you have you. You have you. You have this podcast. We have community that we build together. And without that, where would we be? You know? So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Sorry if it was a lot of rambling. I hope you're excited for schoolie life that's about to happen. Car sex is my fucking favorite. So get ready for all these fun stories. Um, thanks for listening to me ramble. <laughs> Uh, if you want to reach out, again, justpress4play.com. You can email me, justpress4play at Yahoo. We can have conversations on Reddit. I am the most active on Instagram, so please follow me there. I love and appreciate you guys. I will talk to you next week.